want some of that on tape for everyone at home, for your home viewers. It's downright hard to connect sometimes. It's just easier to eliminate technology. Gosh. Turn to Luke chapter 6. Let's just get back into the Bible. We know it works. Luke chapter 6. Verse 31. Jesus says, Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. You know, Jesus just kind of makes it simple. He says, here's what love is. You treat people the way that you would want them to treat you. Now, what's amazing about this, if all of us committed to this, then we all end up getting treated the way we want. But if we all get stuck in the mold of going, no, I've got to protect myself, I've got to look out for myself, now we're all going around trying to live in such a way to get what we want, but nobody is willing to help you in the process. But if we commit to love others the way we would want them to love us, then everybody is involved in loving you. And you're all involved in loving me. And all of our needs get met that way. You see, true love affects every part of our life. It affects how we worship. See, because if you don't commit to love, then you walk in and think, my goal of going to church is for everyone to radiate love and energy and faith on me. And so if it's not your favorite song, you don't have any enjoyment because you're thinking that it's all about you. You know, or if the dumb DVD doesn't work right, you're like, wow, that's really lame. What's, what's going on? Didn't you test it at home? I did, and it didn't work. And so you might be tempted to have an attitude with me if you think worship is about you. But if you commit to loving, then you're going to go, man, I want to encourage Ron because I bet he's kind of ticked off that the dumb DVD didn't work. Yeah, I kind of am. And I'm still kind of hurting because my dumb football team lost yesterday and played terrible too. I need, I need to be loved today. But if you commit to love, it affects whether or not you tell the truth. Because there's not a one of us that asks a question and says, I hope they lie to me. I hope they just tell me what I want to hear. I don't really want to know the truth to my question. I just want to know what I think I ought to know. And then I'll feel better. No. You would want people to be honest with you, so it affects your honesty for other people. It affects how you fellowship with people. It affects whether or not you want to go to things like camping. Because it's not about whether or not you want to camp or like camping. It's whether or not you want to love people. This is not so that everyone has their own personal camping enjoyment. The purpose of the weekend is to love one another. You know, the married retreat. You can say, I got the best marriage in the world. I mean, it just can't get any better. 
So why would I need to go? You see, because it's a way to encourage your spouse. To communicate love and value and importance to them. When you commit to love, it affects your level of patience. Because we want people to treat us with patience, right? You you ever had somebody be impatient with you like a boss or a teacher or a coach or a parent? You know, when's, when's the last time you raised your hand and go, you know what, I, I appreciate your, your impatience right now, and I deserve it. You are right in your reaction because I didn't do what I needed to, and you should react strongly and be angry with me. Thank you. No, we never say that, do we? Well, I know I should have done it, but I didn't, and I'm sorry. And I'll be different. Give me a chance. That's what we want, right? We need to be the same way with other people. You see, love cares for the other person more than it cares about taking care of itself. That's kind of a good way to think about it. In a relationship, what do you care about more? The other person or yourself? What will win out? You see, love says, no, it's you. And those are the kind of connections that we want. In 1 Peter chapter 4, First Peter chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Above all, love each other, Deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Man, isn't that awesome? Man, don't you want to be on the receiving end of that? Somebody that loves you so much. What do we say? They love us at our best. They love us in our worst. Who loves you? It's somebody that knows all your faults. It says, I don't care. You're my friend. I love you. You know, that's loving one another deeply. Say, covers over a multitude of sins. So what do you think that means? Does that mean biblically resolves every detail of an offense committed against you? No, that terminology doesn't mean that. Now, I think it's good to resolve things. And it's right to forgive, to not be bitter, to not hold resentment. But say, how do we do that? Love one another deeply. Say, well, they need to understand how much they've hurt me. Is that the way you want to be treated? When you sin? That's the kind of appointment you want. I want one where they tell me in great detail the amount of hurt that I have caused them. That's, That's the way. No, love one another deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Love is the great connector. Yeah, I was gonna just write down Ephesians six. 
But when Paul tells the church to, to put on the full armor of God, you know what the first thing he says is? He says, so we can take your stand against the devil's schemes? He goes, your battle is not against flesh and blood. People are not the enemy. Satan does his finest work with disconnecting people. He says, if you've got angst in your heart toward people, Satan has done his job. He says, that's not our enemy. Satan is our enemy. And all of us want to connect. We want to be close to God. We want to be close to people. We don't want to just know people. We want to have those deep, connected relationships. Say, so what's it going to take? Here's two practicals, and then we'll close. The first one, do loving things daily. Purposely do loving things daily. You say, how many? You didn't tell me how many loving things I got to do. Is one enough? You know what? If you purposely do one loving thing a day, it won't be long where you start doing two. And you get in the habit of doing two loving things, you'll end up doing three or four, and pretty soon you will purposely love people. But we will not walk together unless we agree to do so. Do loving things daily. And the second thing, obey the Bible daily. Put it into practice every day. You say, well, I'm not sure what it says. Talk to the person who brought you to church and say, study the Bible with me. Show me what it says so that I can obey it. You say, well, I'm not totally convinced. That's okay. Obey it every day. God says connection will be at the other end. Say, obey it. It means you do it God's way. Don't make excuses. Eliminate the obstacles and obey it. Do those two things. Do loving things daily and obey the Bible daily. You do that, you will connect. Your heart will be changed and molded. It will only happen by a decision that you make. And I'm confident if you make the decision, it's going to work better than the DVD. Because God says so. Let's put these things into practice. And let's get connected to God. And let's get connected to people. Amen. Let's stand as we close in a final song.